Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Thank you so much for joining Spazzing Out, America's podcast. Something ridiculous happened overnight or in, in the past day, but the last, well, it wasn't just the one episode. I, I, I hit my one day record for downloads today. I've never had this many downloads in 24 hours. I Listen, it's not a lot. It's not Joe Rogan style. It's not any big-ass podcast style. But I had a one-day download total over 1,000. I had over 1,000. No, no, I didn't. You did. America's podcast broke the 1,000 one-day mark of 1,000 downloads. Typically, as of late, we've been getting about 500 to 600 downloads a day. When we started this puppy... When we started this baby back in February, we were getting one download, two downloads. No one was listening. And gradually over the past, how many months is that? So it's February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, September. So over the past seven months, the podcast has grown. And just overnight until now, we had over 1,000 downloads. So thank you so much for listening to the program. I appreciate it. Typically, it's about 600 a day. I need to get, I need to be at that 2,500 mark a day so that I can actually monetize the program. But thank you so much for listening to America's podcast as it continues to grow. I appreciate the support and I will be here five times a week recording this podcast for you, bringing content that I think you want to hear, that I think that Americans relate to, because I am the typical American. I am a working class man just like you. I have kids. I have spilt milk. I have dogs. I have struggles. And I bring the struggles and I bring topics and I bring them together to try to relate them to you. And apparently you like it because the show is getting bigger. So thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. When we do the podcast, we're Facebook Live at Anthony Pot. No, no, I'm sorry. Facebook is at SpazWAF. We're also on Twitter, at SpazWAF. I'm on YouTube. I think you just look it up by looking up my name, Anthony Pazzioli. Um, Also, I I need you to subscribe to the podcast. Go to AnthonyPazzioli.com. Click on one of those links. Subscribe to one of the podcasts. Or wherever you listen to your podcast, go to Google Podcast. Subscribe. Go to Apple Podcast, subscribe. I'm on. A, I'm, I'm trying to get on iHeartRadio's podcast list. I'm getting on Amazon's podcast. I, I got the thing today. I should be up pretty soon. You'll be able to ask Alexa to listen to Spazzing Out America's podcast. But take about a week to be on that. I'm trying to get everywhere so that you can listen to the program wherever the hell you are. On today's podcast, we're going to cover a couple of things, but I thought... Uh, the, the, the Well, first things first, I want to talk about America's new classroom. I started, we started America's New Classroom today at, at the Pazzioli household here on Revere Beach. I want to talk about that. Uh, also, I, I, I want to talk about outdoor dining. We might get to the sheriff in LA County, maybe. But more importantly, this is a program that that is based out of Massachusetts. So I know I have a lot of listeners across the country. <laughs> I sound like I have a big ass program, right? But I really do. I have people down in North Carolina, Florida, Texas, all throughout the country 
are listening to the program, but I talk about the stuff that happens here in Massachusetts. And today, today I got this in the mail. For, for those of you that, are, that, that can't read it or it's, or it's backwards, what I got is my little red book from the Secretary of the State here in Massachusetts. We got the little red book from uh, Bill Galvin, and it breaks down the two questions that are going to be on the 2020, the two ballot questions that you'll have to vote on here in Massachusetts on November 3rd. And I thought I would break them down for you guys so that you could pass the word along to the mutants so that they, one, are educated what the questions actually mean, and two, how they affect you, and three, how you should vote on these. It's, it's simple, simple stuff, but you'll get this. You'll read through it. I hope you will. I took the time to read through it. I was reading it. My wife was like, damn, you love politics. And I was like, well, yeah, yes, I, I, I do like politics, but what I like more is I like to be educated on my decisions when I go to vote because I want to know how my decision is going to affect other people and how my decision... You know what? I don't care about other people. I want to know how my decision is going to affect me, my kids, and you know what? Just me. Not even my... I want to know how it's going to affect me because I'm first, right? I'm kidding. I want to make sure that when I go vote that I'm making an educated choice and then when you talk to me and you're like, why did you vote on question two? I, I tell you why, and I don't make I don't, you know, make up garbage reasons as to why I voted against it. I come with the real truth. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, you know, I didn't like this. Bro, you asked me something, I'm gonna come with, with three reasons why I don't like it, and then I'll have three reasons to support those three reasons. I will tear your ass apart if you want to debate me. I would revel in it. Please, for the love of God, we'll go meet up on at Renzo's on Revere Beach, and I will shred you. And and, and bro, and I don't even. Here's the best part about it, right? Because uh, I do love debating. Typically, I like to debate things that I like and that I care about. But I like debating so much that if you picked the topic and told me what side I had to take, I'd still kick your fucking ass at it. I should have been on the goddamn debate team if we had one. But I went to Woburn High. We didn't. We didn't have a debate team. We had a wrestling team, and I and I sucked. But I could tell you what the lights look like in every single gymnasium in Massachusetts because I spent a goddamn lot of time on my back. And, uh, and I ran track. And I could tell you what the back, back of XL Walker's shoes look like because I got my ass burnt, burnt, toasted. I'll never forget that, right? And to go off on a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a tangent, I ran the four by one in high school. And we were, do, we were racing uh, Redding. This would be that one year where we might have the opportunity of beating Redding. Which they never lost, and they had this kid XL Walker. This dude was fast, mad good running back, really quick. XL, I don't know where you're at now, bro. I'm, I'm sure you're doing great things, um, but he was fast. And I was typically uh, the third leg, third leg in the. Um, and and I think they really give like the slowest guy the third leg. I don't really know much about racing, but certainly the slowest guy is never the anchor. But our coach was like, "Hey, we're gonna switch it up." This time around, we're gonna, we, they, they put all the fast kids. They, I actually think our fastest kids was Woodson Michelle. They put Woodson on the third leg, I think, right? And then they had the other two fast kids, and I can't think of their names. So we, we, by the time the baton got to me, I had a ha- I had, I'm telling you, bro, I had a half a football field. I had 50, I had a 50 meter lead. I mean, whew, 
I was, we were fucking winning. There was no way this dude was going to catch up to me. I had, I was at the 50 yard line because it's at Reading High School and you're running around the football field. I'm at the 50 yard line. All I got to get to, to, to the end zone, right? I'm not, I'm on the track, but I get to the end zone, right? I win. This dude, I'm at the 50 yard line. This dude doesn't even have the baton yet. How do I know? Cause you can hear him. You can see here, go stick. You know when he's getting the stick. And I'm, I'm hauling. That's how much of a lead they got. And I'm like, I got like fucking, literally. I get like to the 25 yard line. This dude flies by me and dusts me. And it's not like it was even close. Not like I made it and he just barely beat me. By the time I got to the 25 yard line, he was tied with me. By the time we got to the 10 yard line, he was already passing. Dude was mad fast. I blew it. I don't know how the hell we got to that, but it's a funny little side story. Anyways, man, that kid was fast, bro. Damn, you know what it is? It's Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai's got me thinking about high school and about coulda, shoulda, woulda and all the things that I might have did when I was in high school and all the shit that I don't do now and how much of a bum dad I am. It's crazy. All right, let's get back on topic. I'm going to break down. There's only two questions on the ballot for Massachusetts, and I'm going to break them down. Okay, we're going to get into that. I want to educate you guys so you can make an educated decision. And because I want you to vote the same way I'm voting, because I, I don't want to, because I, 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 I know, man, because I know what, I, I'm just pleased. You got to listen to me on this. But first, let's talk about America's classroom. Today was, for me, the first day of school for my daughter, Presley. My son, Nariam, goes to school on Friday as his first day, which to me is ridiculous. Why would you ever start school on a Friday? It, it, it's stop Monday. Just stop fresh, man. It's like, you know, when it's Friday, you don't go, oh, I'm going to stop my diet today. You go, no, I'm going to stop Monday. When, when you say you're going to quit drinking, it's Friday. You don't quit drinking on Friday. You're like, no, I can't quit drinking on Friday. I got to quit it on Monday. I'm going to start eating healthy on Monday. I'm going to work out on Monday. I'm going to start school on fucking Monday. Anyways, so we had Presley all set up. She had her Chromebook, had her desk. Well, this is how, actually, this is how the day went. Let's, let's go through the whole thing. At 9 o'clock, my daughter's going to the Paul Revere Elementary School, which is on Revere Street in Revere, Massachusetts. So the first thing we do is we go to the park behind there, and everybody is socially distanced. There's little uh, lines or tapes or rulers or whatever. They were yardsticks, actually, where everybody stood so that no one was near each other. Everybody had their mask on, and you would meet your teacher. Our teacher is Miss... Miss, right? It's not not with the R. Does the R mean that you're married? It's not, right? So it's M.S. Lee. Miss Lee. We we met with Miss Lee. Uh, we got to meet her. Very nice. Not Asian. So please, none of, I, it, just because her last name is Lee doesn't mean that she's Asian. I know you guys were thinking that. That's fucking terrible of you. We care about social justice here. Um, so Miss Lee, really nice lady. We, we got, she passed out some paperwork. She passed out, you know, the pencils, all that kind of crap. We met her, and then from there, we went home. But I just want to point out, just so everybody knows where I stand on this, this, uh, this is a momentous moment in the Paziali family. This is an un- Today was an unprecedented day for the Paziali family. This is a day that I don't think anybody in this family... It's it's a huge move forward, I guess, towards women's rights. T- let me tell you something. I, know, I don't think anybody... Would have seen this coming ever, 
ever, ever, ever in the in the annals of the Paziali history. If you went back to whoever the maybe the guy's name was Ralph R- Raphael Paziali, that was my great great grandfather, or you know maybe that Stanislaw even further down. I don't know, but I'm telling you, they would have never imagined a day like today. What happened today has never happened ever in this family, and there are many children in this family, and many kids in this damn family have gone to school. Today is the first time a male Paziali father has ever met a teacher. Today is is a momentous move forward towards equal rights, towards... To, uh, fucking my ass, bro. Towards equal rights. To, it's, it's just a move in the goddamn wrong direction, if you ask me. Today is the first time, I'm telling you, no other male Paziali has ever met their kid's teacher other than me. I am the first. I have met a teacher. I, I was, I, I, she's like, how are you doing, Mr. Paziali? And I, and my head was going to explode. I was going to say, shit. I, the, the first time I thought that I ever talked to a teacher, I would say, I thought that my words wouldn't be nice to meet you. I thought there would be, why the fuck are you calling me? I'm working. Call my wife. I thought, I thought that would be my first interaction with the teacher. I thought the very first time I had ever seen a teacher would have been at the bar. Like I, I might've been at the bar, I might have Calhoun's and the teacher come over and say, Hey, aren't you Presley's dad? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. You know, at my tie deep, maybe, maybe I'm banging back a, uh, one of the new do, do And she's like, Hey, aren't you Presley's dad? And I'd say, yeah, who are you? And she's like, oh, I'm Presley's teacher. And I'd be like, oh, get the fuck away from me. I don't, I don't deal with school. I don't know my kid's dentist. I don't know my kid's doctor. I don't know my kid's teacher. But I do know the guy that pays my kid's bills. That's me. And I go to work. So I have broke a thousand year tradition. I don't know how far back the Paziales go. But I broke a thousand year tradition in this family where the men, where the men work. And the, and the men eat the dinners made by the wives and the men, you know, you know, the, where the men are just men and I broke the tradition. I am the one I, I am. I, I have I've brought the family great shame. Uh, the name is sullied. The Paziali name has now been torn apart because I have become the first male. I'm sure my father is, uh, was trying to knock the, the urn over. And it's and have his ashes escape in a big fucking plume of anger to the fact that I have become the first Paziali in history to meet my child's teacher and interact in class, no doubt. So we get back home, Zoom, Zoom class, which it actually I gotta tell you what it went okay. Day one Zoom class went okay. It wasn't that bad. There was. And I got to be careful here because people listen to the podcast and I don't want to get my daughter in trouble or anything like that. But I could tell you this, there was a definite language barrier problem and it was aggravating to say the least. So first thing is your daughter, my daughter is sitting in front of the Zoom class. Now there's not that many kids in the class. There's like nine. So the teacher's got to handle nine kids and the teacher did a great job. There was one kid, here I am out in people's kids, I love it. There's one kid that was sitting in his bed and the teacher wasn't having it. She was like, hey, you know, so-and-so, get out of bed and get and find a table or something to sit at. This isn't, this isn't, you know, hangout time. So it was cool like that. She makes you ask to go to the bathroom. It's just, she taught it just like a classroom. You got to raise your hand to speak. You can't just get up to go to the bathroom that she commanded. She was great. I, she seems like a good teacher. So far, 
so good. My daughter paid attention, which was surprising to me because I didn't think that she would because she's, she's like me. We're all over the place. Did a fantastic job. The only issues that, that, that came were, there were one issue with technology where an older parent who has no effing clue about phones, computers, or anything, didn't know what to do. So that disrupted the class for about 10, 15 minutes while they tried to explain it to them, and then they couldn't. And then the response was hilarious. So they're trying to explain to this older person that has no effing clue what they're doing, nothing against the old person. They're trying to do their grandkid, I guess, right. They're trying to do the right thing. And then the teacher says, we'll email you instructions later. Dude, I almost hit the floor laughing. I was like, wait a second. Wait, wait. You... You think this this dude can't figure out Zoom? You think he's going to figure out an email? When you said email to him, he went outside by by his uh, mailbox and he's waiting for, for mail to show up with the letter E on it. He's like, hey, you're going to send me that letter email? Trust me, it's going to be a struggle with this dude. The next part, no fault of the teacher or anybody like that, and I'm not ripping on people for their language. I'm just saying that there are some students in the class that have a tough time understanding, or maybe not them, maybe their parents have a tough time understanding um, American. I affectionately call it American because I am an American. I'm not English. I'm not from fucking England. I speak American. So they have a tough time with American, and you have to bring in Revere, has a uh, uh, someone that speaks that that speaks Spanish and explain it to him, but there is a little bit of difficulty there because it disrupts the class. Other than that, not so bad. I think it could work. The problem for me is that I have to be at work. So I've come up with the solution for America's new class. So America's new classroom, and I, I think I'm going to try to make profit off it. I think I'm going to try to make money. I'm, I'm going to speak with my wife about it. I'm going to become a stay-at-home dad, and I'm going to I'm going to go around the neighborhood. I want to get, see, I got my daughter and Narium, so I think I could do 10. I want eight more kids, and I will I will babysit your kids. I will make sure they log in on their computer. I'll, I'll get a desk for all of them. They'll sit down. I'll make sure they're logged in. I'll make sure they're doing what they're going to do. I want 60 bucks a day. Your kid gets dropped off half hour before school starts. You pick your kid up a half hour after school starts. You provide his lunch. You provide everything. All I provide is I'll watch your stupid kid while, while they sit in front of the computer and make sure they do their work. You give me 60 bucks. What's 60 times 8? So I'm going to do the math on that real quick. 6 and 6 is, 30, is 360. Uh, 74, wait, wait, 420 would be 7, add another, uh, what's that, Is it fucking 8, is it 50, no, shit, what's, 6, what's 6 times 6, 360, if it was 600, right, if it was $60 times 6, it'd be 360, if you added another 60 to it, you'd be at, it can't be 50, bro, what the fuck, where's my, what was, Hold on. We have to stop the program because my math. Yeah, you really want me? I'm going to teach kids. I'm just going to make them watch. I can't do the math. My head is going to explode, dude. Wait. 60. 6 times 6 is 36. 6 times 6 is 36. If you add 6 to it, you're at 42. All right, it's 480. Got the number. It's 480. 480. All right, so you get, you get 8 kids. At 60 bucks a pop, you get 480 bucks a day. You do that thing times five, five times a week. I ain't doing the math on that, bro. It's over $2,000, okay? So you, it's more than $2,000. All right, all right. So let's just do the math on it. Jesus fucking Christ. We'll do the math. Let's say it was 500 bucks. Five times five would be uh, five. 
Five times five is twenty-five, so that'd be twenty-five hundred. But you you minus a hundred dollars, so you get twenty-four, twenty-four hundred dollars, bro. Twenty-four. Right? You'd be baking. I'm gonna do it. I'll do it at my office on Route Thirty-Eight. And I'm, you trying to tell me there ain't any people out there that are like right now? They're like, I'll do it. I'll do it. i fuck it. I'm gonna try to do it. Do you drop school? You got your kids gotta be there at eight o'clock. Well, unless they start start earlier, you get a half hour before, you get a half hour after. After the half hour, I want twenty bucks a minute because that's what I get. I, that's what I have to pay. I want twenty dollars a minute. What? Well, ten bucks. All right, we'll, we'll we'll lower it. I think it's a pretty good idea. America's new classroom is not so tough, but it does suck. I don't know how the working class man is going to get along and how the working class man is going to work. I put a photo of my daughter on Facebook from the back from the uh, uh, you know. I don't really like to put pictures of my kids on social media because I'm such a dink and I don't want people doing shit to my kids because of the stupid stuff that I might say. So I really don't like to do it. But I mean, you could just go on Kaylee's Facebook and you'd see it. So that's it. Homeschooling is the way of the future. It seemed like it worked out pretty good. Nariam's going to be here this week and we're going to give it a run on him and see how he does. The only problem is I need to make money. I need to make some loot. I have to find a way to make money, and I think the way for me to make money is to help out other parents, and I'm going to just stay home. Fuck it. I, I Take Junk and shut down. I'll shut Take uh, take Junk down. I'll call it Take Kids. I'm going to start a business called Take Kids. <laughs> that sounds great. And then we're going to watch Cuties together. We're, we're going to... Uh, I'll call it whatever. Your kids could come here. Well, I'll set them up in my office. Boom, they can hang out with me for eight hours a day. You pay me 60 bucks per kid. I need eight kids. Maybe I'll do 10 because my son, Nariam, I'll make him help. I'll be like, no, Joe, you got to help. Presley's kind of chill. We'll figure it out. America's classroom. Amer- America's new classroom is Zoom classroom and Google. And, and what the fuck is that other thing they got me using? It's um, it's classroom dojo or, class do- or dojo class. The hell's it called? I don't know. All I can tell you is... It's for me, I have to, I have to miss work and I got to find a way to monetize it. So that, I think that's my plan. I got to talk to my wife more, but all right, let's get the hell out of that because we got to talk about the ballot questions. Jesus, the ballot questions, the ballot questions. Today in the mail, I received the information for voters, 2020 ballot questions. This is a breakdown of the two ballot questions for Massachusetts I know this is going to bore people in other places, but we'll get into... Because this is coming towards you. Trust me. One, These two problems are problems for every state. And these two problems will be brought up in every state if they haven't been already. So for the Massachusetts voters, every election, there are ballot questions to determine whether or not you would like something to be law or not law. And then in January, Massachusetts representatives, you know, the local ones, not the ones that go to Congress, the local ones, they get together and then they make it law. The questions that they're asking are two. The first one is the right to repair question. It's not, I don't know if that's exactly what they call it, but question number one is right to repair. What this question is all about there's two sides to it. One side of the question, this is the, literally, I want to try to explain it to you so you can understand. Um, basically, right now, dealerships have technology, data technology that they don't share with your local repair guy. So your local auto shop, if you got a brand new car or like a car that's like two years old, they wouldn't be able to fix it because they're not, they, they don't get the information or the diagnostic information 
they're not allowed to have it. It's not given to them because it's like it's it's almost proprietary towards the the car manufacturer, which forces you when your car gets fucked up to have to go to a dealer. You don't get to pick whether you go to the dealer or whether you go to your local guy because your local guy can't get that information. He's it, it's not available yet. I don't know how soon it it becomes available, but it's just it's. It's not available. Back in 2012, the same question came up and it was passed. The, the vote, the right to repair so that you could pick where you take your car passed. But technology has changed and now it's more computer based. So now the dealerships or, or I'm sorry, the manufacturers, Toyota, Ford, all those companies have figured out a way to corner the market again by creating proprietary type data gathering information that your local guy can't get a, get a hold of. He can't stick his thing his thing. He can't stick his, his computer into your computer and get the information he needs to repair your car. Only the dealership can at this time. Are you with me? I know I know it's a little difficult. So if you vote yes on question one, what you're voting for is to force, I guess, to allow your local mechanic to be able to get this information so that they can fix your car. If you vote no, then you're only going to be able to take your car to a dealership. This is if you have a newer car, probably like the past two or three years. So let's say you just bought a car last year. The only way you're getting that thing fixed is you got to take it back to the dealership. Typically, the dealership, you're going to pay more. You're definitely going to pay more. You could take, or if you want to take it to your local guy, you might pay a little bit less. Pros and cons, I like with my wife's car, I like her to take it to the dealer. I'm happy to pay more for her to take it to the dealer because I don't have to worry if the dealership fucks it up. So if the dealership fucks it up, it's not my friend. I don't know him. I don't care. Take the take the car back. The dealership's going to take care of it. My wife has a Cadillac. She'll take it back to the Cadillac dealership. And I'll be like, yeah, bro, trust me. I got brakes for my wife on, on, on the Cadillac. I wanted to send it over to my buddy, Paul Scribner, um, who was uh, Salem Street Auto in Woburn. I wanted to send it to Scrib all day long, but I was like, if I send it over there and something happens, I don't want Paul to have to deal with this shit. So take it to the damn Cadillac dealer. Let Cadillac handle it. Now me, if I'm getting my car fixed, my truck, I have a, um, uh, I have a truck. If I want to take my truck, I'm going to take it to Paul. And I want Paul to be able to fix it and have, and have him look up the information that he needs to look up. It's my choice. I want Paul to fix my car. And as a local guy, I want to give him the ability to fix it. So that that's in a nutshell, that's what question one is. Right to repair, you vote yes. Now the people against it are claiming that what happens if you vote yet if you vote yes on this, you're going to give your local auto body shop data that they don't need. So allegedly when they stick when they stick the diagnostics in, they can take all sorts of other information, you know, because as I, as we all have smart cars or smart things in, it has phone numbers and GPS locations, and they're saying, no, you can't give out this information because the local repairman is going to use it against you, and he's going to come find you, and he's going to fucking rape you. Literally. That's what one of the things over here, doesn't say it like that, but the, the opposing people of this say it's a it's a data breach and your privacy isn't going to be safe well i would say this let's be smart are you more concerned about paul scribner stealing your data that my buddy paul you more concerned about paul scribner stealing your data you think fucking paul scribner stealing your data bro come on you more worried about him stealing it or are you more worried about a big conglomerate company like toyota taking your information because guess what they're fucking taking your information. 
Just like Facebook takes your information. Just like Google takes your information. Just like Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, everybody. Your phone. is You're always getting your information taken. Who's more likely to use the information? Paul from Woburn or Toyota? Paul from Woburn or Ford? Paul from Woburn or Tesla? So please be smart. If someone's stealing your data, if someone's stealing the technology... It's not going to be the local guy. It's not going to be. The local guy doesn't. He's not going to be looking in there like, oh, let me see where Mrs. Jones is tonight. The local guy's like, is that check going to fucking clear? I can't take it. Local, you're going to show up to the local guys and be like, hey, this is a cash deal. That's what he cares about. He doesn't care about your information. He's going to look. He's going to say, okay, here, I found out what's wrong. I can actually repair it. So in a nutshell, right to repair gives you a look. You know what? Let's make it even better. Let's make it even better. I, I want to try to make it uh, even even simpler. Voting yes gives you the choice. It protects your right to choose where you take your car. If you vote yes on question one, which is the right to repair question, if you vote yes, you get to decide if you want to take your car to the dealership or if you want to take it to Salem Street Auto. You get to pick. You decide. They don't choose for you. Second thing on that, right to repair. Don't worry about your data with Paul, with your local guy. Be worried that your data is getting stolen from Toyota. They're using it. Think smartly about that. So their one reason, their one... I I would respect the manufacturer or Toyota, Ford or Tesla or any of these big companies more if they came out and was just like, hey... This is proprietary, proprietary, whatever the word is. We spent billions of dollars creating this, and we're not sharing it. That I would respect. I'd say, hey, shit, you spent billions? It's your technology? Shit, you get to fix it. Give them five years and let them fix it. But that's not what they're saying. They're saying that if you give your information, if you pass this bill, a guy who owns your local auto body shop is going to come find you in the park, and he's going to rape you. Literally, I, I gotta flip the thing. I gotta, I gotta, it, it's the people who do the opposing thing is Coalition for Safety and Secure Data. And one of their things that they're backed by is by the Massachusetts Coalition Against Sexual Assault and Domestic Violence. And then they go in a story about how they could possibly use your GPS and your data information from your car to come find you and fucking rape you. That's their opposing point. A vote for yes on question one is a vote for yourself to choose where you take your car to get fixed. So if you just bought a new car and you would like to continue to use your local auto body shop, you need to vote question one. Plus, if you don't vote question one, you're going to put a lot, you're going to hurt a lot of small businesses. There's a lot of good mechanics out there. A lot of, there, there are a lot of great guys that do a damn good job that can't do their job or get business taken away from them because they don't have the right to this information. They should get the right. They just want to fix your car. That's it. Plain and simple. All right, that's question one. I hope I hope we're all on the same page here that we're all going to be voting yes on question one. Next question. There's only two. Question two. Rank choice voting. Rank choice voting. We've talked about this on the show before. I, I'm going to try to explain to you what rank choice voting is, and then I'll explain to you why it's garbage and you should vote no on rank choice. Unless you don't care about elections, then vote yes. 
ranked choice voting is it, it, it's it's pretty it's a pretty simple thing. Let's say you have three people running for one office. You have a Republican running, you have a Democrat running, and you have an independent running. You will now, if it's ranked choice voting, when you go to vote, you will vote for your choice in a rank. You will say, I want the Republican to win the seat. And if I can't, if the Republican isn't the winner, or if it can't be the Republican, my number two choice would be, for easiness, the Democrat. And if the Democrat and the Republican couldn't be the governor or have the seat, I would vote for the independent guy. So now you've done one, two, three. Then after everybody votes, they do, they do the first round of tallying. They tally it up. And for easy numbers, let's just say 100 people voted. They tally up the 100 votes. If there is not a majority for one person, a majority being 51, easy numbers. If there's not, if someone didn't receive 51 votes, they go to round two. If someone did receive 51 votes, they're the winner. So if the Republican got 51 votes, election over, they win. Now let's say the scenario goes like this. The Republican got 49 votes. The Democrat got 48 votes and the independent candidate got the last three votes, right? That's right. 49, 48, three votes would be left over. What they do that's, that's round one. Round one goes by. Republican, 49. Democrat, 48. Independent, 3. Now, there's a, there has to be another round of tabulation because there was no clear winner. There was no majority. What they do is they bump off the bottom guy. So now, the bottom guy, the independent guy, gets wiped out and they revote. They start at 49. So they go, Republicans got 49. Democrat has 38, and then they look at the other three voters and they say, who did they vote for second place? Who was the second place vote? They'll look at it and they'll say, okay, but, and we'll, we'll try to make this nice and easy. They'll look at the first guy that voted for an independent and they will look at his second place vote and they'll say, oh, he voted Republican. So now the Republican has 50. The Republican now has 50 votes. You with me? Then... They will, they will look at the other two guys and they'll say, oh, look, this guy voted two votes for the Democrat. So now the Democrat and the Republican have 50 votes apiece. Shit, we have no winner. See how confusing this is already? They see how much garbage? I mean, already you should be turned off by it. Already we're, 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 we're going on to the next round. It's fuck this shit, dude. Are you kidding me? Simplicity in government is what, well, if I ever run for office, it's simplicity in government it would be would be a key. My the bills that I would write would have like they'd be like a tweet. All bills in Congress and state level they should have they should be like tweets where you can only have how many, how many characters can you have in a tweet? 180 or less. That's it. That's it. You got to write this fucking bill in 180 fucking letters or less. And if you can't do it, we're not voting on it. So now you're at a 50-50 tie. Here's what they do. Now they go. Right to the next round, they start off at fifty and fifty. They look at the guy, the independent guy, who now they look at the independent guy's third place votes. So now let's say the independent guy. So we had um, uh, we had uh, no. They just who would you vote for in third place? Right. So we had one guy. He voted his first time uh, around went Republican, but his third place vote has two votes, two, two, two votes. For the um, for the Democrat, but the other guy only has one vote. Guess who wins? Now the Democrat has fifty-two. 
votes and the other guy has 51. And I, I know there's like the weird majority type thing here, guys. I, I get it. But now they've gone through the, through, the, through, the, through the voting. I hope I'm kind of explaining it properly. Bottom line is, on the third time through, the Republican loses and the Democrat wins. Are, are you with me on that? I might not have explained it the best. And for the fact that I can't even explain it, should tell you that it's garbage, but it's quite like voting for an MVP. It's quite like the MVP voting. They will continue on until they have a majority, plain and simple. They keep going back. So basically what I'm trying to tell you is you could win the election, but you could still lose the election. So you could win, you could have 49% of the votes, and someone else could have 40% of the votes, but then when they tabulate the second place votes, they could surpass you and win. Are we all on the same page here? Now, there are two sides to this. One side says, well, if you want ranked choice voting, you have more of a say. You get more of a say. You get to decide that, hey, if your number one guy didn't win, maybe your number two guy could win. If your number two guy couldn't win, maybe your number three guy could win. They're going to say... You have more control. I say it takes away the will of the people. I say when 49% of people have for sure voted for someone, not this is my second place guy, this is my third place guy, almost half the population has said, this is our guy, then he's our guy. You don't go for third, fourth, fifth, sixth place. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, in other counties and other states that have this on a local level, there have been instances where the eighth, where they've had like a, a like ten city councilmen running, and the guy who was the number one vote didn't even win. They broiled down to to the number nine and number ten people that nobody fucking wanted. The will of the people is thrown to the wayside. Here in Massachusetts, what this 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 ranked choice voting is all about is making sure that a Republican never wins. Here in Massachusetts, we vote for two types of, of parties, two types of people. We vote for moderate Democrats, Dem- Democrats, Democrats, or progressive Democrats, like a Liz Warren, or we vote for a progressive Democrat like Ed Markey. Uh, in the presidential election, you could say you would vote for a progressive in the, in the guise of um, Bernie Sanders. So now what they've done is they have, they have ensured, that, let, let's say it was a presidential level vote, they have ensured that a Democrat would win and that the progressive person wouldn't fuck the Democrat over. I'll give you an overview. Let's say you had a Republican running for president, a Democrat running for president, and then you had a really progressive independent person running. The really progressive independent guy would take a shit ton of votes away from the Democrat, propelling the Republican to victory. Democrats don't want that shit. They don't care about the will of the people. They don't care about the other half of the country that has voted for one guy, and then and then they certainly don't care about, about the progressive people. They say, hey, we're going to make your vote not even count. We're just going to let you pretend that you that, yeah, you voted for Bernie, but we know your number two vote is going to be Democratic, so that's going to all go to the Democrats. Are we all together on this? Do we all understand? Have I explained it well enough for you to understand that choice, that ranked choice voting is not a good thing for two reasons? One, it's fucking confusing. I'm confused as shit trying to explain it to you. I am my, my head is boggled sitting here trying to explain to you guys how this works. Now imagine going in to a voting booth and you've got all these choices in front of you 
Instead of just going in there like normal, real simple, easy, boom, I vote for Mitt Romney. Let's say it was a governor race, a Charlie Baker. Boom, I vote for Charlie Baker. Now you got Charlie Baker, Maury Haley, uh, Liz Warren, Joe Kennedy, who will probably run for governor next time around. And then you got to rank them. And then you have like names that you never heard of. And you just, you're just checking them off. Because you have to check them off. And then the guy that you never heard of could end up winning the election in some weird fucking runoff. You with me? It's just, this is ludicrous. I don't even know how, like, I don't even know how people that are in office, they think you're fucking stupid. They think you're a moron. Bro, if I was writing this bill, I'd be laughing my ass off. I'd be sitting back like, <laughs> these idiots, these idiots are going to vote for it. Like, come on. Why do you even vote? Why do you guys just pick them? Let's just go back to kings and nobles. You guys pick. This is what ranked choice voting is. Fuck off. Die. We we know who we want to win. And we're going to rig this shit so that they can win instead of making it simple. Instead of just voting for who you want to vote for, you're going to vote for five other people. And then we'll figure it out down the road. So, Massachusetts question one. Right to repair. We are voting yes. America's podcast is voting yes for right to repair because it's your right to choose where you take your car. Massachusetts, question two. America's podcast is voting a resounding hell no. For one reason, it's confusing. People don't need to be any more confused than they already are going to the ballots. It is confusing. It's ridiculous and it's open for fraud. And the fact that someone that you've never heard of could get elected because of a round after round, rank after rank. It's one of those conversations that you have where it's like, oh my God, I can't believe Russell Wilson didn't win the MVP. He got 100 first place votes, but this other guy got got 150 second place votes and 10 third place votes, so he wins. It doesn't make sense. Then, the, the real reason on my side, it doesn't dictate the will of the people. It would take half the population, right, in Massachusetts, say 49%, of the population here voted for one guy, that guy could lose to someone that only got 30% of the first place vote, but on the second time around, he got a little bit more. It was people's second choice. I don't want people's second choice running the country. I don't want the second choice. Bro, no one wants to be the damn second choice. So there, simple. Question one, yes. Question two, no. That's how we're voting on America's podcast. And we'll cover this one more time when we have our election special on, on November 2nd so that you can listen to it the day, the day before you go. Or maybe, we'll, yeah, I guess it'll be the second. We'll do it that Monday. We'll have an election special and I will break down all the offices and who you should be voting for and who I think you should vote for. And if you don't, it's cool. I, we don't have to agree on politics. But as long as you, I just want you to be educated. Education. So take the time. You get this thing in the mail. Make, make an educated choice on which one you're going to vote for. But if you can't make an educated choice, I just told you what to do. Question one, yes. Question two, no. We're done. That's it. Podcast is fucking over. Like that. I wish I could stop swearing, but I can't, man. I get so fired up and so passionate about things. It, it just, I get raw. All right, look. What did we learn today? Uh, oh, you know what? We got to talk about this real quick. We have to talk about this. I got to mention it. So today, outdoor dining got extended in Boston. So the outdoor dining was going to end, I want to say, October 30th. It got extended to, <laughs> this is funny. It got extended to December 3rd so that you could freeze your ass off and you could have like a Thanksgiving dinner at a restaurant outside and freeze your balls off. So I just wanted to mention 
that Boston Outdoor Dining is extended now till December 1st. I am of the mind that all businesses should be open now and we can make an educated decision. We can make an educated decision whether or not we want to go there. We know the risk. We know that COVID-19 is dangerous. We know that people get sick. We know that it's about 1% of people that have gotten it or less than 1% of people that, that have gotten it and that will die. So we get to make a choice. As Americans, it's our right to decide whether or not I want to smoke a cigarette or not. I don't want to smoke cigarettes, but you know what? I love cheese pizza, as you all know, and I'm sure that I'm going to die of a massive heart attack someday because of cheese pizza. And if that's not the problem, I'm going to drink myself to death, drink a Captain's 101. It is my choice. So if I would like to go into a restaurant and eat and have that place be open and run the risk that I might get COVID, my choice, my choice, let the American people decide, open businesses back up. Too many small businesses are getting annihilated, decimated. They're gone. Fuck it. They're never coming back. All these small businesses will never come back ever again. Let people choose. Fuck this shit about eating outside in the middle of the winter in New England. I want to go inside, and if I want to do it, it's my choice. I know the risk. Thank you so much for listening to Spazzing Out, America's podcast. It's your podcast. Thank you.